Welcome to another episode of the Beck Lover Podcast, where you might learn a thing or two about life. Welcome to my daily episode where I cover all the headlines, what I think's interesting, what I think's important, and what I think you should be aware of. If you're on a crazy take on the news, well, you're in the right place. But make sure you check out my daily episodes. Make sure you check out all my content, and also make sure you hit that subscribe button, share the channel, and check out all the previous content I've made. I also have where I bring on amazing guests. This week's guest is a woman by the name of Money Burdett, and I'll explain that in a few moments. But first, let's carry on, my friends. Here we go. Interesting times. Interesting times indeed, my friends, as the world continues to be crazy. Sometimes we have to ask ourselves, are we the crazy ones? Yeah. Like I was saying earlier, this week's episode is the adult film star, Money Burdette. She was on my show a couple years ago, right when I first started. She was only an Instagram model at that time, and she was doing some stuff on those other websites where you can see more promiscuous stuff that people want to reveal. But she had, you know, bragged about not doing very explicit content, and she has now crossed over into full adult films. And I had her on my show, and we had a very real and deep conversation about her choices, her lifestyle, and maybe the repercussions that women would have when they choose to live their most private and intimate moments in their life and make it available for the whole world to see. Tonight, today, the most important interview probably in the last decade or more will be hosted by Tucker Carlson. He's come under fire for flying out to Moscow to meet with Putin to discuss everything that's been going on. I think this is an extremely important moment in journalism. I feel the fact that we, as people who are forced to give up our money, Americans, give them 30, 40, 50% of our earnings, that they take and spend on wars that have been going on for over 20 years. Some would say even longer than that, right? We've been in perpetual conflict, proxy war with Russia and Afghanistan in the 80s. Then we had all these other things that we spent money on. And <clears throat> trillions of dollars have been sent to the Ukraine, and we never get to hear the other side of the people that are supposedly our enemy. And I think this interview, the, the backlash that Tucker Carlson is getting, the way the European Union is threatening him to block him and put sanctions on him, should show you that journalism is under attack, that free speech is under attack, that censorship is real, that propaganda is real. Why is it so bad that the American people get to hear what the leader of one of the most powerful nations in the world has to say about a conflict that we are indirectly in that's costing us trillions and billions of dollars that affects your life and my life that could lead us into a bigger and wider war when journalism and free speech can maybe bring a solution. Maybe if we hear what the other side has to say, maybe the American people won't want our country getting involved in these conflicts. And I think that's why. I think Tucker goes against the agenda. And if you can't respect his work and what he's doing, putting his life at risk to give us information, and again, it could be a bullshit from Poon anyway. No one's saying the guy's an angel. 
But you as an American have the right to know, the right to hear. How come we never get to hear what the leader of China is saying, the leader of Russia is saying? It's like they're never on the news. It's like all the news is one big talk show where these anchors are fed a script. They read off the teleprompter and they basically tell us what to think. They don't tell us the news. And that's what's wrong in America right now. And I fully support his work, regardless if you're a, a, a liberal or a conservative. Hearing what the president or prime minister or whatever title he's had, because he switched them a few times, he's been in power forever. He's definitely a dictator, and we'll get to that a little bit later in today's episode. But hearing what he has to say can only benefit all of us. And I'm very excited to hear this interview. I have, I have not been this excited for an interview in a very long time. So I want to salute any journalist, anyone that's trying to get information out there to let the world know what's going on so we can hear the voice of the people we're supposed to not really like and hate. And maybe, maybe that's how bridges are built. Maybe that's how we can put an end to this conflict. Maybe there's something we need to know. And I pray that this interview helps bring peace to that region. I'm pretty sure if the average Ukrainian and the average Russian sat down, they would not want to fight each other. I bet you they hate even going. I bet you there's not really that type of animosity is between the governments. I don't think the average Ukrainian and the average Russian hates each other that much, to my knowledge. But drop a comment if I'm wrong. Drop a comment that before this conflict, they didn't really have that type of animosity. I'm not sure. But drop a comment. I'm curious. Make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you share. Tons and tons of content. These podcasts that I do are available to watch on YouTube, Spotify, Rumble. You can also... Um, just listen to it through any podcast um, distributor. So thank you for your support. The Middle East is still boiling. There's a lot that's going on there, and I'm going to cover some of that in today's uh, headlines. Uh, obviously, the conflict in Israel between the Palestinians and the Israelis is still going on. Very bloody, very horrible. A lot of innocent people have passed away. Some would say Israel has been extremely excessive in their response. What do you think? Drop a comment below. I hope this violence ends. I can't look at any more pictures of people hurting and passing away. And it boggles my mind that in the year 2024, when we can get information instantly, we can see images, we can see what's happening, that the world does not unite to end this conflict. It must end. And not only must this war end, but there must be a fair solution to, to both people. And hopefully one that will last but the blame game keeps going on 75 years later, and the only people I blame are world leaders for creating this mess. There's no doubt that there was an influx after World War II, and the way these people have been treated, in my humble opinion, and you can hate me all you want, I love my Jewish friends, I have family that's Jewish, it's not fair to them either, and something needs to be done to bring peace to this region once and for all, and peace only benefits everybody. I'm sure Israelis don't want to live the rest of their lives always looking over their shoulder. And I know Palestinians don't want to get bombed the rest of their lives. And I'm talking about the average Israeli, the average Palestinian. I'm sure they're sick of it. I'm sure they're sick of living in a constant state of anxiety with people that live right next to them. And it's sad that in a world like we live in today that this still goes on and that two cousins hopefully can find a way to coexist. And I know that no solution will be fair to either side, but I really hope that there's a way to bring peace to this region.
And remember, America, we are in an election year. There's a lot going on, so pay attention and be vigilant and may God bless our country and may God restore the true constitutional rights of every American alive. Once again, make sure you hit that subscribe button, drop a comment, and we will get into the comments today. So let me pull up the headlines and let's get rocking. Here we go. So the Independent of the UK reports how to watch Tucker Carlson's interview with Putin. Former Knox, former Knox. Former Fox News host Tucker Carlson has interviewed Russian President Vladimir Putin with the sit-down set to be released later today. Mr. Putin has heavily limited his contact with international media since he launched the war in Ukraine uh, in February 2022, so it's now been two years since this conflict has been all out. Mr. Carlson has expressed an affinity with the Russian leader. In 2022, after the Russian leader launched his unprovoked invasion, Mr. Carlson wondered aloud why he should oppose the attempt to annex parts of Ukraine. Russian authorities have cracked down on the media, forcing some independent Russian outlets to close, blocking others, and ordering a number of foreign reporters to leave the country. So this interview um, is highly anticipated. Excuse me. Especially on the right. I know conservatives are looking forward to this. I know that most people are against this war in America. I don't think anybody really cares about the Ukraine. And I know that's, I know it's fucked up to say it, but I, I truly believe that the average American does not give a fuck about them. And that makes me sad because there are a lot of them losing their lives and everyone deserves to be free. And I come from a people that has had Russian, Slavic uh, aggression uh, in its history. So I understand the, how the Ukrainians may feel. I just wish I could really understand, you know, because from where I hear, there's some people that are world, I don't know, the conflict. I had Rachel Ray on my show, the amazing celebrity chef. She's a good friend of mine now. She's done a lot of humanitarian work, and she's risked her life many times to go back and help the orphans, and some of the places she's went to have been completely leveled now. Oh, I forgot the, the town, Lviv. And I was actually supposed to go out there with her, but I don't know, last minute, I guess there were security concerns, and only a small, really small group can go. So I had gotten ready to actually fly out into an active war zone I was nervous, but I was like, hey, if Rachel Ray can do this and I can't go, I'm a, I'm a big wussy. And she gave me a lot of courage. I was really close to going, and I'm sad that I didn't get to go, but maybe we can go soon. And uh, But she's a great friend of mine, and that's just one of the privileges of having a successful podcast, getting people of her caliber to come on, and after that, be being really good friends. And I'm blessed. This was one of the biggest blessings for me in 2023. In any event, you can go to Tucker's page today and watch this interview. I know I'm going to watch it. I'm going to dissect it, and I'll do a follow-up episode probably tomorrow, and we can discuss everything that happened on that interview. But that's not really my concern. My concern is the amount of pushback that is coming from the, the <clears throat> mainstream media, from foreign governments like in Europe that want to block an American journalist for doing his job. We have a right to hear the voice when we can hear the voice of the leader of a country that we are fighting against indirectly through the Ukrainians. We have sent billions and billions and billions of dollars. Yet we want to tax New Yorkers for going into midtown Manhattan. It's enough that a, a person from New Jersey 
pay $17 to cross the George Washington Bridge. But if they have to work in Midtown, if the only way they can get there quickly and have any type of quality of life is to drive in, they got to pay an extra $15 just to get within a, a 30-block radius of Midtown Manhattan. Now, they say it's congestion pricing, but it's not. And we'll get to that in a moment. In any event, <clears throat> uh, since we're on the Russian topic, the Russian election authority rejects pro-peace hopeful Nadezhdin's presidential bid. I hope I pronounced that correctly. This is reported by the Moscow Times. Russian election authorities on Thursday disqualified pro-peace presidential hopeful Boris Nadezhdin from the March election over alleged errors in his endorsement signatures. The veteran politician's campaign has presented a rare challenge to a tightly controlled election in which President Vladimir Putin is likely to win a fifth term with thousands of Russians lining up to endorse his pro-peace bid in recent weeks. Though the Kremlin has said it does not view Nadezhdin's arrival to Putin, the Kremlin gave the order to reject his candidacy. Two Russian officials involved in the organizing of the presidential election told the Moscow Times. The fact that we saw lines of support on the streets of Russian cities was an unpleasant surprise for the Kremlin. After that, participation in the election was a foregone conclusion. A source close to the Kremlin told the Moscow Times on condition of anonymity, anonymity, I always, sometimes I slur, guys. I'm not perfect. I'm a human being. Anonymity. How do you say it? Drop a comment in the, drop a comment. Because he is not authorized to speak to journalists. So in any event, <clears throat> this candidate who was probably going to be a rival was, sounds like uh, they're trying to do the same thing to the front and forerunner of the election here in the United States of America. It's kind of hard to criticize Moscow when here in America, uh, former President Trump is being attacked in the Supreme Court 14th Amendment case. And he's now giving a speech about that today. And as you've heard, there's states trying to take him off the ballot before the election. It's the same fucking thing in many ways. He's clearly the front forerunner for the Republican Party. Period. They've tried everything to stop this guy. The election's around the corner. We don't need the chaos. We don't need the extra uh, amount of uh, agitation between two sides. And honestly, I'm praying to God... We have a fair, secure election, and may the American people's voice be heard. Oh, God. Almighty God, secure these elections. Expose the truth, and whoever is the best candidate for this country, may they win. I'm not so hopeful. People that love Trump think that if he gets back in, there's going to be this miraculous resurrection of the American freedom and democracy, and we're going to be saved, and... And, 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 and all this stuff, and, and in my opinion, how corrupt D.C. is, it does not matter if he wins. If every single person beneath you is corrupt, they've been in power for 30, 40 years, people like Pelosi, people like uh, on the Republican side, what's his name, the, the guy that, McConnell, the, he just freezes in front of the camera. Like These people have been in power for 40 years and they won't let go, even in their 80s. That should tell you something about our democracy. Until there's term limits, until lobbying's made illegal, because that's what it is, it's legal bribery to sway people's opinions that are supposed to not worry about how much money's in it for them, but how does this affect America and every American's life? That is a true leader, someone that puts the American people before themselves, that protects this country, that doesn't get it into conflicts to fuel 
whatever industry may be winning from these types of conflicts to protect the constitutional rights of every American, to make sure that we're not being overtaxed because, honestly, our founding forefathers rebelled against Britain for less taxation than we are today. We're being killed in taxation, state tax, income tax, federal tax. The American people are struggling. Inflation's through the roof. Dollars are being printed to fund wars that we don't give a fuck about. Now, you tell me how any president that's in that Oval Office is going to stop any How can one be much better for these issues than the other? Absolutely. It's definitely not Biden, in my opinion. Everyone has their issue, what they want to vote on. They care more about abortion, for example. So they might vote just based on that one issue for the left. And, like, that's the problem with this entire system, in my opinion. And we're stuck between the, the choice of Coke or Pepsi, and we are seriously diabetic as a nation. So in any event, keep an eye on all of this. Also, in the Ukraine, which I forgot to mention earlier, political reports and all the major news outlets that Ukraine's top general ran out of road both in Kiev and in Washington. So uh, Valery Zalusny had a target on his back for the Ukrainian military's failure to make more progress against Russia last year, and he was released. Although the general is one of the most trusted people in Ukraine, thanks to his key role in blunting the initial Russian attack almost two years ago, and is seen as a potential political rival to Zelensky, there was a lot less patience with him in parts of the Ukrainian military. He also had his tensions with Washington, because that's really who's paying for this war. Me and you are paying for this war. Billions and billions of dollars. Billions. And maybe this war could have been avoided if maybe the Western powers weren't so aggressive, because from what I understand, and I can't wait to see the interview tonight with Putin, it's because of NATO's expansion into countries that border all along Russia's border. And NATO was created for the Soviet Union. So the fact that they have expanded into former Soviet countries, Russians, the Russian government at least, does not want NATO coming on its doorstep, just like we wouldn't want the Russians in Canada. And to my understanding, this is why Russia did what it did. It's creating a buffer zone between them and the West, just like the West wanted a buffer zone between them and Russia. So think about it. If you're the Russians and you have all these missiles pointed at you, you're probably going to make some drastic changes, and that's how I think one of the main agitations of this war. I think if they would have stayed out of NATO and minded their own business, just stayed neutral, I don't think they would have been invaded by the Russians. But although there's a way to topple presidents and leaders and infiltrate, you know, just because you think you have people in Washington or any other government, doesn't mean that foreign powers can't maybe sway their opinion. I mean, they accused Donald Trump of this, right? So clearly, if they were concerned about this on Capitol Hill, then I guess maybe there are some traitors amongst our mists. Maybe money does talk louder. Maybe the people we have in power really don't care about us as much as we think we do. No way, they don't care about us. Speaking of the congesting pricing earlier, New York's $15 congesting pricing... Uh, will take place sometime in June projected. This is reported by the New York Post. New York plans to start charging drivers a $15 congestion toll to enter midtown Manhattan. Could start as soon as mid-June, a lawyer for the Metropolitan Transportation Authority said. The statements made in New Jersey Federal Court Tuesday laid out the clearest timeline to date for the Empire State's controversial plan to impose the nation's first congestion pricing fee system. Now, I've already seen 
the machines attached to poles in a very nice size perimeter of midtown Manhattan. So if you cross these little poles, I've already seen them. There's like these boxes hanging from basically, instead of there being a traffic light on the pole, it has like a rectangular metal box with cameras and lights. That's what's going to be scamming or scamming $15 out of average working class, everyday New Yorkers who have now made New York City inaccessible to blue collar people. It's why New York City is struggling. It's why so many stores are out of business. Between everything that's happened over the last few years, this is the last thing New York needed. And for these people that you guys vote for, that they, you, have, you think they give you so much, right? Like they give you welfare, they, they give you all these free things, but then they take it from you in other ways. Inflation eats into your cost, the cost of living, the um, tolls that we have to pay, every direction we look in, the parking tickets, like it's absurd. And it's because of the way they, they put things like this in that hurt the average worker. There's something known as regressive taxes. A regressive tax hurts common people more than rich people. And that's exactly what I think they're trying to do. I think the rich and the elite are trying to create an area that only they can enjoy driving to. They want less traffic there so they can be wheeled around in their Maybachs, their Rolls Royces, their limousines, while they force you to take a subway or a bicycle because you can't afford to pay $15 every time you cross a street. The question I have is that every time you go out of the perimeter and come back in, because if that's the case, that's up fucking absurd. And I will not go to New York during those hours. And this is disgusting. This use of funds, all the money we send overseas, all the money that we brought illegal aliens to our cities that have overrun our parks in New York City, all the money that we have spent our roads are not even great or up to standard. Our infrastructure is lacking, and we are housing millions and millions of people who came here illegally, paying for their hotel rooms $500 a night. I know this because many of my friends own hotels in New York City. I also frequent them. I also used to work for the largest hotel company in the world, Marriott. And a lot of these illegal migrants or immigrants or aliens, as they are called, are being housed at our expense in New York City. Mayor Adams said himself, the city cannot sustain this. So how are they going to do it? They're going to fuck you and me, the average New Yorker. Anytime you cross a certain street, can you imagine this? It's enough we have to pay to get into the boroughs. But in the middle of the city, you already paid to get into New York. This is disgusting. This is ridiculous. And this is only going to piss a lot of fucking people off. Unless you guys don't care. I guess you people don't care anymore. Like, one's enough, enough. When are the people going to voice their opinion? When are the people going to tell Chuck Schumer and all these fucking assholes that we're sick of it? Just waiting. And I guess I'm a bad guy because I want to protect you, the working class, the blue collar, the person who doesn't have a lot of money. Maybe you are on welfare. You still don't want to pay 15 every time you cross. How are you ever going to get out of it? How are you ever going to rise above poverty if they keep adding more and more taxes? This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I've crossed countries and I had to pay tolls. And you have to pay a toll within your own city that you already paid a toll to get into the city? I mean, I, I don't know what else to say, guys. Like, when are we going to wake up as New Yorkers and take our city back? NBC News, speaking of migrants, four reported migrants who attacked NYPD officer have not been arrested in Arizona. Last week was a big story. The video went viral. You see an NYPD officer getting his ass beat by illegal aliens who are not even here legally. These non-migrants, the thousands and thousands that were shipped here from Texas and all the other illegal crossings, 
have beaten up a police officer. Now, if they could beat up a police officer in broad daylight and be out on bail the next day, what does that mean for you, you average citizen in New York? Do you think you're safe? If they can do that to the police, what can they do to you and your family? That video is only going to embolden other criminals to get even more and more violent. They're not scared of the repercussions. They could beat up a police officer and nothing happened to them. So what will happen when they beat you up? Nothing. They probably won't even get arrested. The police should just walk off. They should go on strike. Sometimes the only way to get things better is to go through some pain. It's why you work out in the gym. You work out, you rip your muscles, it hurts, but then you're getting stronger. Maybe the NYPD needs to walk off. Give them a week of no police. Let's see how fast, <clears throat> how fast they beg the police to come back. And that's how you guys get back your power. Because to be honest, we don't need police if they have no power. Might as well get rid of them all, give everyone the Second Amendment. Let me carry my own protection and fuck it. Let's take it back to the wild, wild west. This is doing nothing but demoralizing our police force and causing our city to plummet into darkness. You're literally going to need Batman soon the way things are going. But there is no Batman coming. The only one that can save us is ourselves. Me and you, fellow New Yorker. Me and you, fellow American. Me and you, fellow human being, must stand against tyrants, corrupt politicians, laws that make no sense, taxation that makes no sense, and we must take back our rights as citizens of humanity. In any event, they never arrested these people. They're on the run now. They don't give a fuck. They're not here legally. What a joke our country has become. What a joke the border has become. What a joke if you can't see the deter deterioration of our nation. It's absolutely horrible. God help us. I don't see how one man who's under attack, regardless of who wins, could fix all this. Now, for those of you old people, or the ones that are having some problems down below, Viagra and similar drugs might help keep Alzheimer's at bay. This is reported by Gizmodo. So the good news is not only will this thing get your dingling hard, but it will prevent you from losing your fucking mind. Maybe, maybe it's not even the pill. Maybe it's that the fact that you're old and eventually, you know, people have problems, testosterone levels drop <laughs> and it becomes harder to get your dingling up. Maybe now... The reason they were seeing this is because maybe when you're having, you know, intercourse later on in life where most people might have had to have stopped 50 years ago, maybe it's the actual intercourse that's helping fight the Alzheimer's because it's keeping you sharp and you're feeling good. You know, the, the, the pleasure cells are still being used and maybe that's keeping your mind fresh as you release and climax, my friends. The good news is if you're on Viagra, you might be able to fight Alzheimer's. And have a little fun while you're at it. But do it with someone you love. Be responsible. And always get tested. Could you imagine a seven-year-old that's popping Viagra's pain to bang 25-year-olds, taking them out, taking them on vacations, and this bastard, 75 years old, starts spreading STDs all over the country? Could you imagine that? I'm sure it's happening somewhere. Somebody's got to get tickets to go to the next festival. Somebody needs a new phone. Somebody needs a car and an apartment to live in. But there's money. There's people. The Senate to hold vote to begin debate on spending bill amid fight for foreign aid. The Senate will hold a procedural vote Thursday to begin debate on security spending package with aid to Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. The measure will require 60 votes to advance. Two leadership aides tell CNN. We will, not, we will know a lot more at noon, but I'm hearing it is that the cloture vote will probably be successful. 
then we will be on a timeline that could take us to next Tuesday. So they're trying to send more and more and billions and billions and billions out of our country, not to help us, not to help our homeless, not to help our veterans, not to help me and you have affordable health care, not me and you to have great infrastructure. So it's okay. We, we can finance destruction, not only of other countries, but it's destroying ours too. Promise you. There's a solar eclipse coming, and I wanted to like make you aware of it because I don't think you should miss it. I'm going to mark my calendar now. Hey, Siri, mark April 8th on my calendar for the solar eclipse at 8 a.m. Thank you. So I just did that, and I'm going to make sure I don't miss it, and you should do it too. Solar eclipse is like once, you know, pretty much in a lifetime, I think, in this area. Where can I view the total solar eclipse in New England? Fox 61 reports on april 8th a swath of the country from texas to maine that means new york city too will experience darkness during the day as a total solar eclipse occurs how crazy is that going to be literally in the middle of the day it's going to turn to night the great american eclipse is coming april 8th do you remember 2017 this total solar eclipse cast a shadow of darkness across a narrow portion of the country from coast to coast after this eclipse the next one visible in the united states isn't until august 23rd 2044 to say this is a rare event is an understatement, and it's something that millions of Americans will be experiencing together. A total solar eclipse happens when the moon passes between the sun and the earth, completely blocking the face of the sun. So this is kind of like the scope of it. You can see here, for those of you that are watching, I don't want you to miss this. In Hartford, Connecticut, for example, the partial eclipse lasts about 2 hours and 24 minutes, peaking around 327. So this is going to be really, really interesting. I can't wait to, uh, you know, hopefully I won't get to witness this on a cloudy day. But it will be dark even if it gets cloudy. But this is, uh, you know, mark your calendars, folks. I don't want you to miss it. The awesomeness of the world and the universe that God created. The Guardian reports that an Iceland volcano erupts for a second time this year with lava close to a power plant. The eruption in Reykjavik. Peninsula disrupts hot water supply for 20,000 people as lava edges closer to the power plant. A volcano in Iceland has erupted for the second time this year and the third time since December. It's been pumping lava up to 80 meters into the air. That's pretty crazy. And disrupting life. If you remember, there was that huge explosion a few years ago where they had to reroute flights. You couldn't go over Iceland. I mean, and I got to get you. I haven't been here. You were running uh, promotions at one point where you, if you would fly to anywhere in Europe and stop in their country, their flight was like nothing. They were doing it to promote their t uh, tourism. A lot of my friends and clients at that time when I worked in the hospitality uh, took advantage of that. I'm dying to go see this, this country. I think I should plan a trip where I stop there, maybe on my way to, you know, Italy or Albania. But uh, if you've ever been to Iceland and if you enjoyed your trip, give me some tips, drop a comment. Times of Israel. Absolute victory within reach. Surrender to Hamas demands would, be, would bring disaster. This is reported by the Times of Israel. Netanyahu downplays disagreements in cabinet over a day after plans, saying he's trying to recruit regional players to help with the future civil governance. Vows that the United Nations RWA will be replaced. I love how he can dictate the United Nations, the, the organization that made him and his country exist. It was the UN that ratified their statehood. I love how he, as one nation, can tell them what they're going to do. Interesting. But in any event, it does not look like this is going to end anytime soon. More and more children are going to probably get hurt and killed, and I'm just heartbroken. Hopefully the rest of the hostages that they've taken in Gaza will be released also. 
and you know it's sad for them but it's just absolutely i believe the force was excessive i, I you know yes was there a response to that needed from their perspective yes but like i've said on many of my shows i do not support the amount of force that they have used and i don't buy their explanations of it it's just ridiculous and i think many people feel the same way just because you support israel doesn't mean you should support the destruction completely of the palestinians either that's wrong and they did live in that part of the world just as long so i'm praying for a solution that can bring peace to all of these people on both sides in any event it has been my pleasure reading today's headlines to you and make sure you check out all the other content check out my episode with money burdette it's very interesting and we're going to have more and more amazing guests comes you can hit me up on twitter spaces on x i do live shows quite often with any amazing speakers last night we had a doctor talking about everything that happened over the last few years you are allowed to participate come up on stage ask me questions so follow me on x at bek lover nyc make sure you check out my instagram at bek lover nyc make sure you check out, check out my tiktok at bek lover in any event many many things coming to you thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time on the beck lover podcast where you might learn a thing to about life to the next time thank you guys and i love you Okay. <laughs>